Welcome to the Cancer in Christ podcast. I am your host, Layla Ireland, episode two, Diagnosis in the ICU. Okay, so August 16th, 2016, I was in the ambulance. Um, I passed out. Um, I woke up inside the emergency room. And my husband was there, and uh, he kept telling me that I was going in and out of consciousness. And I remember a doctor asking me, is it okay if we tell you what we found um, with your husband present? And, of course, I'm thinking, (laughs) well, of course, why not? I mean, I would think that's a given. Um, So... He said that they found a mass in my brain and that they didn't have any um, neurosurgeons so that they were going to have to transfer me to a trauma care center in um, Fairfield. And that is the last thing I remember being said. Um, From that point on... I woke up again. My next memory is being in the ICU in the trauma center. Um, My husband was um, dipping water in um, on a little sponge, uh, dipping a sponge in water and like pressing it on my mouth because I wasn't supposed to have any water. And I just remember being so thirsty and having all of these needles everywhere. Um, One in particular in my wrist was just burning and they told me that was potassium and it was yellow and I remember thinking, can I just eat a banana? I mean, (laughs) it it really burned. I I was certain I could feel that um, going through my veins. Um, So, I was just going in and out of consciousness. Um, I remember just really, really wanting water. No one had spoken to me so far. Um, My husband was there. I kept sucking that sponge. Um, And my next memory was one of my sons and his girlfriend sitting by my bed which was really, really peculiar. I mean, to see him there with his girlfriend, I had only met her once before. And um, I don't even remember speaking to them. I just remember them being there and then falling out again. And and then I remember um, telling my husband to call family and you know my uncle um my grandmother and um my daughter my eldest daughter who I haven't even spoken with in like three years um we'd gotten into a some kind of like argument on the phone and she was really angry with me and hung up on me and uh I had tried phoning her over the three years prior, you know, it's mom, call me, 
it's mom call me and it, it never worked and um I don't even have any recollection of telling my husband to call her but apparently I did because it was her voice I heard on uh the other end of the phone and um I don't remember what I said to her um what I said to my grandmother or my uncle um I really don't remember anything, and then a doctor comes in, Dr. Forbes, um, a neurologist, and asks if we'd been traveling, uh, traveling anywhere exotic, because one of the things that they found in the mass in my brain is also found in pork, and had I been, you know, traveling anywhere um, like South America or something and eating uh, pork, which I don't eat pork for religious reasons. And um, no, <laughs> it was uh, it was just such, such a weird question and and such a weird finding. Um, so that's what's going on. This is now the the 17th, August 17th of 2016, the next day, um, and all I remember is I was sitting up, the next thing I remember is sitting up in bed, and a man was holding my hands. Um, he was dressed in black, and he had a very long beard, a mustache, um, really intense eyes. He was looking at me, um, and I was looking at him, and it was it was really strange because he wasn't saying anything, and I don't remember hearing him say anything, and I wasn't saying anything. I was aware that my husband was kind of sitting on my right bes beside me, but kind of like behind me. And just holding this man's hands, and he was looking at me so intensely. And uh, just then, Dr. Forbes, along with um, a lot of other people, had come in. And he told me that they had found another mass in my right lung. And the moment that he said that... I just shook my head and I looked up and I let go of the, the, the man's hands who was holding mine and I said, oh, so now you're trying to tell me that I have a mass in my lungs. I, it was so incredible. I could not believe this, you know, first a mass in my brain, um, you know, tumor in my brain and now one in my lungs and, you know, I mean, could it get any worse? And um, Dr. Forbes just said, yes, ma'am. And um, I could hear talking. I, my husband told me that they were saying that I needed to remain there and get a PET scan and all these other tests and everything. And um, all I could think of was, no, no, I'm going home, I want to go home, 
And I told him, I says, tomorrow is my son's 21st birthday and I'm going home. Um, he's going to have his balloons and I'm going to make his cake and he's going to have his birthday. He has cerebral palsy and, um, that's just all there was to it. Um, if I had to rip every IV out, I was going home. He was not gonna, not gonna sit home on his birthday with no celebration whatsoever. It just wasn't gonna happen. And um, at this point, at this point, I was crying, but it was more out of frustration, and I just wanted out of there, you know. Uh, <sighs> The doctor looked at me and says, well, you know, uh, we'll see what we can do. And um, they were passing out tissue. Uh, my husband said everybody was emotional with my, my outburst and my refusal to stay, um, you know, and not adhering to their um warnings about how it was important that I stay and get all these tests and and all of these things but you know for me I wanted to get home my son's birthday was the next day and um, that's all I could think about I wanted him to have his birthday and, and to blow balloons and to make his cake and you know have a nice day and I couldn't believe all of this was happening it was just it was just really strange, and um, an oncologist had come in after um, the next day. My son's birthday was the the August eighteenth, and I had had a lung biopsy. And he came in, and um, he said that I would have six months to live without treatment, and um, 18 months to live with treatment. And, uh, I just wanted to get home. So, um, they wheeled me out. I was discharged. I had a pre-op appointment, which I didn't understand what that was. Everything was just happening so fast and so um so it it all seemed so crazy you know and um but they released me with um promethazine and keppra and steroids to keep my tumor my brain down um pain medication and um, a couple other um, prescriptions um, that they gave me and um, sent me on my way. And I had a an appointment for pre-op, which was going to be the next week. And that's all <laughs> that I was just so relieved to be in the taxi on the way to Rite Aid to get my prescription and... Um, to get home to my family and uh, celebrate my son's birthday. Um, my grandmother, who um, 
just recently passed away. She was actually at my house. She had ordered a Hulk cake um, from Safeway Bakery for my son. And um, praise Jesus, she was there and she was such a big help. And she was waiting. And um, it was still really, really strange. I remember standing in the Rite Aid line at the pharmacy and the pharmacist woman held up my prescription. She said, you know, what is this for? And I was like standing 10 feet from the counter and I said, um, they say I have a brain tumor and I just broke down crying and I was almost like I was announcing it to everybody and she just, you know, nodded up and down and it was like, I think for me that was the first time that I was actually acknowledging um, acknowledging what, you know, what was going on and um, I just couldn't wait to get home and I did. Um, we took an Uber back home and, you know, my grandma was here and my, my kids and my son and his big cake and I sat down and oh, it was just such a relief to be home with my family again and, um, and celebrating my son's birthday. So, um, I just felt really blessed and I was really, really happy. And I knew that I had an appointment coming up um, for pre-op. And I also had another appointment prior to that to see uh, Dr. Lopez, um, an oncologist in Fairfield, and um, which I, I did see him, I think it was not the following day or the day after, and he... He repeated his um, prognosis and said that he could not be my oncologist because he was leaving and he was going to have to send me back to Vallejo. And um, there are, of course, no um, neurosurgeons in Vallejo. I'd have to try my luck finding somebody in San Francisco or somewhere. And I told him at that time, well, you know, I have a pre-op appointment for Friday, next Friday. And he was really surprised that uh, Dr. Forbes had set up um, a, an appointment for a craniotomy. And even at that time, the time I said that, you know, I didn't realize how important that was, but or even what that entailed. But I remember um, Dr. Lopez saying, well, you know, uh, that's good. That's really important. And if you're going to have that tumor removed, and um, they set you up an appointment for that. I'm really surprised. Um, but you should definitely go to that appointment. And I think, you know, that um, I think he was surprised uh, because they were actually just going to send me on my way and, you know, try to find some kind of cancer clinic or something where if I wanted to have um, chemo that I could possibly live according to them um, maybe 18 months, but in all likelihood, um, according to him, I was only going to probably survive six months. And so why they were doing a brain, you know, surgery to remove the tumor in my brain 
was probably absurd um, in his mind at that time. I don't know, but that's the feeling I had. And I just, you know, I was fine with that. I, I know he told me the, the gloom and doom numbers and all of that. Um, and it's not that things weren't registering. It's just that I knew in my heart and I knew that what was happening with me, this um, cancer, it was pestilence, it was something evil. I knew it was. And at the same time, I knew this attack on me could not have be happening, have been happening, were were it not for God allowing this to happen. And and in knowing that, knowing that, you know, God didn't bring it on, but he allowed it to happen. I knew that God was in charge. God was in charge of my life because I love him. I, I'm a Christian. I believe Jesus died for my sins, um, and he rose again, and he is Lord. I've known this all of my life. Um, so I I just, it was the grace of God that gave me this, this peace, this peace of mind and, and peace of heart to know that, okay, this stuff is going on, but ultimately, God's in control. It doesn't matter what prognosis, you know, they give me, what they say, um, how, you know, who can determine the length of my days? Nobody but God. And I knew that. And I just, it was such a comforting feeling in, in all the chaos, the chaos of it all. Um, so, Everything that was going to happen from this point onward, um, my going to the pre-op appointment for the craniotomy, um, everything, I knew that God was guiding me, God was looking out for me, and he was ultimately in control of everything. And at this point, that that is where I saw it, and and got all of my comfort from, and and that's the Lord. And, um, of course, I was taking all of these medications, and um, I, will, <laughs> I will save the rest on the medications and, and that upcoming week um, for my next podcast. I hope you'll tune in then. Thank you for listening.